0: Hey, welcome back to Two Sinners in the Book. You got Alex here.
1: You got Christian here,
0: guys. And we are glad to be back. It's been a while. We've been kind of really, uh, really anxious to get back on. I guess you would call it the air. Is this the air? Yeah, I don't know the web, maybe. I don't know. We're pre-recording, so I don't really think like we're live on the. Air. No, we're not
1: <laughs> live on the web. <laughs> Three, two, one, going live. Bananas. Yeah, I, like, I, I love that. I love, I love, we do to get like
0: a little live sign that That's what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, needless to say, we're not that fancy, but uh, we are back and we're super excited to be here. Um, this is Two Sinners in the Book and for today... Um, we have, uh, and just to kind of get get the uh, audience warmed up to us. Um, we have Christian giving his personal testimony today and we're going to kind of dive into that and just kind of let God organically like kind of drive that flow. Yeah, right.
1: Right. Right. And I think like we kind of came together and said, you know, a lot of times in speaking, it's always good to know who's actually speaking to you, you know? I think it's always good to know, you know, the person's background so you can kind of get a more better understanding of where they're coming from and maybe we can better connect with you and hopefully encourage you just so you're not like oh these are just two guys who are just talking, right? You no, know, these are two sinners who have been through it all and, and if we're still going through. And still going through.
0: I mean I mean it. I mean and I think that's a big misconception in terms of Christians, right? I mean in no way shape or form are we doing this in terms of trying to uh you know let somebody know something or like beat somebody over the head with the book because like we right. said in the, our our introduction episode is we we want to grow with you and and, ter- and and the reason behind giving our testimonies is to really kind of ground ourselves and to kind of not be in a situation where we think that this podcast is some kind of you know fame-seeking yeah, type or like thing. Yeah, or like an idol. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because that's the purpose of the testimony, right? Is right. to, like, use what you have come from and now use what you have come from and those experiences from your past and, like, your transition into, like, being a Christian and being able to relate with people and help people right. with that who may be going through that, right? Right,
1: exactly. So I guess I, I'm just going to kind of break down my testimony for John just not show you how I became a Christian, but show you how the Lord brought me to himself and how he's loving me every day. So I guess I'm just going to start off with uh, I grew up uh, in Georgia, actually, and went to, a you know, in the Bible Belt, went to a Baptist church, uh, really um, through elementary school. And through elementary school, you know, you don't have a real sound theology on God. It was kind of what was expressed upon me was God was good. And he was worthy to be praised. It was kind of the idea that I got at an early age. But the thing that many people didn't know um, was in elementary school, I was bullied. And it wasn't just a name call here and there. It was I was really getting bullied. I was getting pushed out of swings. And of course, there was name calls. There was exile. There was isolation, right? I, I really felt a lot of times I was alone. And many times in elementary school, I, I cried because I didn't want to go back the next day. You know, and I really hated the fact that i not only did i not have a whole lot of friends but the people who i thought were my friends a lot of times were many of the ones leading the bullying right
0: so let me let me ask you a question why do you think like like or so what how did that like how did you feel like like just really just kind of going back into there to try to kind of really relate or try to get people to kind of really connect like what were some of those feelings and like what 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 was going through your head at that time simultaneously mm. as you were being bullied, not as of now in retrospect, right. but as in like,
1: but just like in the moment, yeah, yeah. Like so, what
0: what was what were you going through? How did you deal with that?
1: Uh, in the moment, really, um, I felt alone. Um, I felt I had everybody around me, but none of them loved me. So I think on love was a huge thing. I think depression started at a very uh, young age now that I'm thinking about it. Um, And the fact that there was no – I never really wanted to self-harm. But I most definitely started putting up walls, you know. And I most definitely started making sure I only allowed the people I wanted in into my life. Um, At a very young age, I was very protective of myself. And I wanted to – I guess after that – I wanted to start controlling my life because I felt like if people were going to bully me, then putting up walls and controlling who yeah. can affect me.
0: Yeah, definitely. If that makes sense. Yeah, right? no, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So I think spiritually, you know, going to that, I, again, I was going to uh, that Baptist church, but I... I just couldn't see this good God in my life. I most definitely saw God who wasn't my friend. You know, not that I didn't believe... I believed in God, but I just knew God wasn't my you've, friend. You've heard you know, of God, right. but it wasn't
0: at, a, at, at an intimate level. Like you really Like, you've heard of God, you know of this God, but... Like was it more so like I haven't experienced this
1: guy? Right, like I didn't experience. I mean, you know, you go to church at a young age. I mean, I mean, I know some people have come to Christ at a very young age. I most definitely was not one of them. I know. I remember hating waking up on Sundays. You know, right? Yeah. Every little kid wants to sleep in. You yeah. know, and that was kind of my thing. I never really looked forward to going to church. Right. And and there wasn't that relationship. There's no intimacy there. It was yeah. just I know that you're supposed to be good, and I'm not seeing that in my life. Gotcha. So I guess fast forward um to the end of fifth grade, uh, we started kind of going uh you know every other Sunday once a month and they kind of just fell out. Uh, but my uh, a guy that my buddy, uh, a guy that my dad grew up with, his buddy start uh, became a preacher at this church uh, about fifteen minutes away from us in uh in the ta- in the town right by us and and he invited us to church. Well, actually, my aunt invited me to church the same week he invited us to church. And my dad being a good, you know, hometown guy was like, I'm gonna go see what this church is about. It's his buddy, you know, it's family, friends. And, and I remember going and I was still, you know, I'm still getting bullied at the end of fifth grade. And I'm very anxious about middle school because not only am I getting, I'm getting bullied all the way to the end of fifth grade. Well, now I've got to go to this new setting, right? Now, am I going to get bullied worse at this new setting? Because I feel like a lot of times in media... You were either getting bullied or you were a football player. You know, that was, was kind of like what I saw. Yeah. And I was playing sports when I was growing up. I was a baseball rat, and you know I played baseball and, and I hit and you know, I was always at the field whether it was baseball or football I mean I, my the rule at my house was you're playing sports or you're working, and I was definitely was not going to get a job there yeah. because I was little, so I was playing sports but i never I never saw myself as like I'm going to the NFL you yeah. know or like I'm playing the NBA. I mean, most definitely wasn't I was a solid bench player. Call me in I'll keep the game going for you <laughs> you know but i was exactly. but I most definitely was not getting a scholarship. Yeah. No no matter how somebody, sometimes I thought I was, but then I quickly got humbled.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Da- Davin me for you UGA f- uh, fans out there. I'm yeah. um,
1: Kind of rabbit trail, but go dogs. Go dogs, right? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I wasn't going to George Ross College. <laughs> Mark Rick nor Kirby Smart is calling me at the, at the moment. So. But, uh, but yeah, in middle school, which it, I stopped getting bullied, which was very weird for me because I remember walking the halls and everybody was saying oh what's up christian how are you man like how was your summer and i was very defensive i was like when's it gonna come you know like like when's the bullying gonna start i was kind of like all right now you just haven't seen me right i've kind of grown a couple inches you yeah. know maybe, maybe that's what it is but i knew but like was
0: it a confidence was it a confidence no it, I mean, what,
1: it wasn't a confidence I will, I will tell you honestly it was a huge insecurity and it was a mask of confidence
0: i got you so what so what like what do you think changed why would i mean were you going what were you progressing with the same uh student body that you I once was,
1: was bullied in? Yeah, I, it was the same exact student body. It wasn't like anybody changed. I mean, you no know, couple of people moved yeah. or whatever, but it was mostly the same people. And it was actually it was very weird uh because the same people, like the main core people that bullied me, they wanted to be my friends at lunch. Like they they asked me to sit at the table and I was like I'm going to go sit my boys. You know, I was like, I had a couple friends that were really cool with me. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. You know, because yeah. I was always like, you were picking on me three months ago. <laughs> like, what has changed to so that myself? I didn't quite understand exactly what it was at the moment. Still, to this day, I don't have a, I have, I have a, some theories, but I don't really know. Right. Um, but during this time, again, my my idea of God is very much, he's not my friend. And just because I wasn't getting bullied didn't change that. Right, and we started going to this new church. Well, I-, I kept hearing not only is God good, right, but He's loving. I kept Hearing this, God's loving, right? God takes care of his people. You know, just like comforting I will love.
0: You, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Right? right. I've heard this.
1: Right. I've heard it. Like I was hearing it and I still hated going to church, right? I still had to wake up early. I still had to go. And it was actually the sixth grade. I, my father calls me down midway through sixth grade year. My father's a tough football coach. I have only seen my father cry once before this. And that was at his father's funeral. Uh, I go downstairs. My mother and father are bawling. So immediately I'm like, someone died. Right, I'm like, like something's up, and I don't know what. And it was worse than somebody dying in my heart. I had a little brother at the time. I was in I was in sixth grade, so he was probably in about first grade, maybe kindergarten. And they called us two down there, and that's when we got the news. Um, uh, the, my mother was diagnosed with stage two colon cancer. Um, and they had kind of wow. early to where she didn't need chemo, but surgery was most definitely needed. Um, to hopefully stop from going to chemo um and you were 12 11 11, maybe 12 uh yeah yeah i was i was 11 um going into 12 years old and i just remember and again my father's crying so i know something's up but i just hear this and i don't really at that time i'm not mature enough to know exactly what cancer is but i know it's bad right Mm -hmm. like i know she doesn't have a cold and they're really upset about a cold I know it's something worse than exactly. that. You know, exactly. and, and I my mom is the most godly woman you'll meet. Loves God. She's the one dragging me to church, right? And I'm thinking this God who loves his people is has not taken care of my mother. Right has not has forsaken her has left her and that's just so my you, mindset. So these were your feelings. These are my feelings. This your immediate reaction. So right. this
0: further reinforces your your kind of resistance. To, yes, to this yes. God you've heard about living in the Bible Belt your whole life.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, not only was he not my friend from. Not my friend.
0: Or, or your supposed friend. Or my supposed friend. It was not your supposed friend right. from your perspective. Right,
1: exactly. He wasn't. And then on top of that, he wasn't my protector, nor was he protecting my mother. Um, and I kind of thought a, a lot of times during this, and it was all through middle school, this time where I was thinking, you know, if God is truly protecting the people he loves, you know, I didn't give my life to Christ, but my mom most certainly did. She was a godly woman. And I kind of just kept on thinking, like, you do this to the people you love? Yeah. You do this to the people who commit their life to you? Like, I don't want nothing to do with you. And I remember staying up late nights, cussing out God, saying, Dude, you know, explicitly saying, I don't want nothing to do with you. Because if God was so good, then why is my mother in the hospital six nights out of the week? You know, and why is why am I having to take care of my little brother some nights right. because my dad? This is during football season, right. mind you, uh, so he's either at the football field or he's at the hospital. Right.
0: So this is very. I, I think. I think. You know. Unless life has been very positive for you up until this moment, I think a lot of us can relate to this, right? And yeah. I think a lot of us can can see where you're coming from in this perspective. But take us to, you know, how God has kind of, you know, molded you and transformed you.
1: Right. So fast forward. uh to high school is really where that started that that change started to happen. My mom is cancer free, praise God Really? Um, yep, so do she's you remember cancer when she, that you got that news? I don't remember the exact day, but I do know it was the first my freshman year of college uh, because she had a wow. little bout with uh, pre- breast cancer uh, my junior year of high school, so it wasn't until you, my i think either end of senior year beginning of freshman year of college so um and that was an amazing thing. Um, did she
0: give you a good example of steadfastness
1: steadfastness to the core you're talking about one of the most uh most persevered women i don't know exactly how to say that is that a word i don't know i don't know if that's a word (laughs) Uh, she she used to say but we we make up our own words words. (laughs) yes she she was very persistent in her faith by far and um I went, even even more so pushed me to be persistent, rather I wanted to or not. Yeah. So I again I hated God at this point in high school. I actually went to a different high school it was a districted two because my father coached, and um so I was just like alright, you know I don't know any of these people, so I will put those walls back up. Uh, kind of kind of the hit I got pretty popular towards the end of eighth grade year one two uh, football championships in middle school whatever middle school championship really means nowadays. See, team. Yeah yeah right <laughs> <laughs> right yeah okay you know I was most definitely the bench slash let's fill in right here yeah, so I was, played, I was i was played, on the team you
0: played Splinterfield. I, yeah i did i did yeah
1: <laughs> so I, I always remember that but yeah so you know kind of popular enough to be there but i wasn't getting bullied so i got and i was very worried i remember entering high school i was gonna get bullied but kind of fast forward what god was doing um again i hated i hated church didn't want nothing to do with it didn't feel like it was really necessarily what i wanted to be especially being a jerk little teenage kid i wanted to be sleeping playing call of duty or what have you um so uh my we our church goes to Honduras every year I'm during the summer for about 10 days, and, and my mom says, we're going. And I'm like, okay, you're going, right? Sunday right, doesn't matter. right, exactly. So I was like, okay, mom, like, you're going to this different country, but your boy's staying here in America, right?
0: right. Well, needless
1: to say. yeah. Needless to say, fast forward to the summer, your boy's on the plane. <laughs> 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 after, many, after many arguments and stuff, yeah. the, the yeah. plane ticket was bought. I'm strapped in with a neck pillow watching uh, Gone with the Wind. No right. One. On, a, on Delta, <laughs> right. I was stuck, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so my mom takes me to Honduras, and I, you know I used every excuse. I, you know, I can't drink the water. I can't play Xbox. I'm gonna miss a workout, whatever it may have been. I used the excuse, didn't work for me. Um, so how did
0: God move on you in this time?
1: So this in, in time Honduras, in Honduras, yeah. this is where God rocked my world. Um, and, and I wish I could say I came to Christ, but I didn't quite yet. But He was most definitely making some huge turns in my relationship with Him. Gotcha. Um, Honduras, if you don't know, is a, is a very uh, not so I don't want not say poor, but impoverished place in in, uh, in the outer rim of the town. Murder capital
0: of the world. It
1: is the murder capital world. So needless to say, I did not go outside yeah. during the, at night, but. Um, yeah, pretty much Liam Neeson Pretty much, yeah And, and taken and, and The, first one. The first one. the, not, not the first one the first one Not the second one The first one No, no I wish But no So what happened was You know, we're there for 10 days The first I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting my mom The whole plane ride, right? I drop off And my first my first thought is This is the coolest thing I've ever been on my life yeah. I love it here But I couldn't show my mom But so for the yeah. first two days I was like, yeah, it's alright You know all right. yeah. <laughs> I've been here before I'm used to putting <laughs> up these walls <clears throat> this right <ride> <clears throat> so inside I'm freaking doing jumping yeah, I really was yeah. <laughs> But come day eight, something amazing happened, and glory be to God for this. Um, we were out in the jungle giving out clothes to some out uh, to some people who lived in the outskirts, and these people were the poorest of the poor um that I knew, um that I've ever seen. Talking about living in mud and stick huts, something you see on National Geographic, but really desensitized because you're not there. But when you see that man, you're talking about there's two rooms, one room to sleep in and a mud um oven to cook in. And that was it. And they slept with those kitty-thin blankets. Yeah, It was a family of four, a father, and a, a father, mother, and two daughters. And I was giving them clothes. And they were saying, you know, praise God, praise God. Like, thank you all for coming. Praise God. And I was thinking, man, why are you praising God? I'm the so one they, that made the trip. So they were believers. They were believers. They walked miles to go to church on Sunday, man. Wow. And I just remember them. They were like, "Praise God!" I was like, "Man, why are you praising God? You know, your boy made the trip out here. You know, God didn't drop the clothes out of the out of the jungle. It was me handing it to you." And I just remember seeing this joy that you only get from that relationship with Christ. And I remember looking at my youth minister, and I was like fuming, man. I was like, not, not outwardly, I wasn't fuming, but inwardly, I'm like, "What is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, you have nothing and you're happy." I back in the America, man. I had a house. I had a car at the time. Time. I had a girlfriend. I had a I had varsity sports. I was a three-sport athlete. Not a very good athlete, but I was a three-sport athlete nonetheless. You were a C team champion. I was CT team champion all the way. And uh but anyways, I just had everything the world told me I needed to be happy, and none of that None of that filled That God sized hole In my heart yeah. And then I see These people who have nothing Who are more happy than me And I'm thinking What is wrong with you people You know what I mean What is Man. wrong with the you The contrast was just Kind of unbelievable It was And it shook me And it needed to shake me yeah. So Needless to say I, I don't get my life To Christ after that But my youth pastor Pretty much comes up to me Right after and says You are now the, the Student youth leader Of our youth group Again Your boy just went on A mission trip And I didn't even Want to be there Right So needless to say I don't want to be The youth leader Right I don't want to be The God everybody looks up to but i didn't have a choice um because the two i was only a sophomore going to be my junior year and the two um grades above me didn't really have leaders that were going to do that none of them had been to honduras so he kind of saw that like i may have had that spark, and he was gonna either i was gonna sink or swim but i was gonna do it right and me i i i like to not pat myself on the back but i feel like i'm a good leader In whatever aspect. So I I didn't... I wasn't the youth leader because I love Jesus. I was the youth leader because I love people following me, you know? So I went to everything. I did everything. I went to a mission trip. I went to Honduras again that next year. Went to camps. Went to retreats. Went to Wednesday night. Went to Sunday night. Went to Sunday morning. You know, checking off that list of everything it takes to be a good youth leader. Mm -hmm. You know? And and I think I'm doing great. I think I'm doing great. But kind of fast forward forward to college. So I, I go to Georgia. Georgia Southern University, little plug there, right? Go Eagles. Hey, your
0: boy is also a Georgia Southern. Yes, he
1: is. Yes, he is. But, you know. (laughs) That
0: Southern draw doesn't come for no reason. (laughs) No
1: (laughs) reason. (laughs) No, but, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. You hear that a lot, but he really does. Georgia Southern had a reputation at the time for being a party school. Still does. And still does for the most part. Right. right? So, so. You know, your boy going over there being the, youth, you know, the sweet youth kid. I was thinking, honestly, man, I'm about to go get some four years of solid college experience and God will see me after. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was going to do what I wanted to do. I'll
0: hit the pause button. When right. I come back, I'll hit play.
1: Exactly. I'll put God on the shelf. Well, the first day I get there, there's a ministry called Campus Outreach that I became a part of. And a the senior there, he bangs on my door and is like, hey, man, can I help you put the stuff in? But the funny thing is, he bangs on the door with four or uh, four or five other guys And I'm not in there. He scares the crap out of my mom. I'm not in there to receive the message. She gets the message to my mom after he scared her to death and she goes, This dude wants to play flag football. What kind of backwards up? remember I told you I'm not a great athlete, so I wasn't playing college ball. (laughs) You know, I kind of had aspirations to walk on, but once they once I figured out I was really slow, I decided that wasn't gonna happen. I figured I was the most flat
0: football
1: person that worked. Yes, I was. And I ran five nine minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No, but so I thought flag football, why not? I was athletic enough to play and be an athlete and i didn't realize at the time that, he, that this guy was trying to share jesus with me and, and we we're playing flag and i'm all for flag and he he asked me out uh, four times to lunch the first time uh, he just kind of like hey man this is who i am this is what i do i was like cool man And he tries to give me that little jesus thing i'm like cool man you know i was the youth leader of my group so i'm good right yeah. i kind of gave them I, i'm good right so the second time kind of the same thing the third time he drops this thing on me called the bridge and it goes through this verse, Romans six twenty three, And what Romans six twenty three is, it says, for, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because how he explained it was the bridge was you're either on man's side or you're on God's side, right? It's either or. And I remember telling him, like, I'm on man's side. And he says, well, hey, Christian, you know, that means you're going to hell. And that was just as plain as day you're going to hell if you 're on man's side you 're going to heaven if you 're on god's side it 's cotton dry there, you know, and i'm thinking, all right, dude, well, you know. I've been working hard, right? I was the youth leader. I was, you know, what was I? You know, I went to mission trips. I was doing whatever I had to do to look good for everybody, right? So what do you mean I'm not going to heaven? You know what I mean? I was like, that's foolishness. Your boys got the first ride. Plus, you know, on top of everything, my name's Christian, right? Right? <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. nothing fails. I fit shoes. Right, right. I really did. Yeah. And I felt like... Yeah, peep the birth certificate. Exactly. Like, my name's Christian. Exactly. And so, you know, I'm just a religion, not a big deal. But anyways... <laughs> What ended up happening was he showed me this verse, and I know many of y'all know it's Ephesians two, and I'm just gonna kind of quickly go to eight uh, through ten, and that says, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing; it is the it is the gift of God, not a result of works that no may that no one may boast, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works." which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And he shears me that. And he goes, yeah, so you've done all this stuff, but it means nothing, right? Because I'm not saved by works. I'm saved by grace. I'm saved by what God's done for me through that and through faith. So I'm like, I'm bugging at that point, right? Because my whole, my whole salvation ticket was on what I did. Yeah. So I thought like, dude, well, if I, if I can't get to heaven that way, then how am I going to get to heaven? So for that next week i didn 't sleep a wink i'm talking about I stayed up till three four o 'clock because I was afraid like if I die i 'm going to hell right because I knew where I stood and I just couldn't I couldn't grasp it right, right so you were, you were you were exposed you have done these things for
0: God you, you've participated in church yeah your parents were were advocates for making you go to church I mean right. you, you were you were raised you had great parents um, but you weren't sold. If you died that day, mm-hmm. you would know Christ.
1: Yeah, no, I, I didn't believe that I was going to, I really didn't think I was saved at all. And I, and I was wrestling with that that week. I remember uh, some nights I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And then I wake up midnight, like, I'm not good. <laughs> right. So, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it was just, it was, I was just wrestling with it. So then I meet with him the next week. And I always said, hey, look here, man, you got to help me out. There's this problem of salvation and you have to, you, you have to, I have to figure this out. Like I have to know what's mm. happening here, you know, and, and it was just, it was just something I had to learn, you know. Right. And then he takes me through Romans six twenty three again, and he, tries, he just pretty much says, hey, man, you got to repent and believe. You got to turn away from this and you got to have faith. And then, and then I do so, and then a year later, I go to this thing called Summer Leadership Project, where they teach you to share the share the Word, they teach you how to study the Bible, they teach you how to pray, and all these things. I just remember, like, dude, I would have, I never learned that in church, uh, and, and I never wanted to learn it in church, but this time, you know, I had to go and do it. And then the year after that, the Lord blessed me not only to be a leader on the campus, right, but they sent me on one of the first teams uh, for campus or outreach to the Philippines. Wow. So we went to the Philippines and did two months of uh, full-time ministry on two college campuses there. And that was insane. Like, I loved that. But... If you had told me in middle school that in college I'd become a Christian and be in the Philippines sharing the gospel, I don't let like, do get out of my face. You know what I mean, but the Lord just works in amazing ways absolutely, and He is just like I can't even tell you like a lot of times I just think to myself like God, you're amazing, and you and the way you love me is so rich and so pure because in middle school, I hated you. Right? And I went to school, I didn't want you. In high school, I couldn't care less.
0: In that contrast, in and of itself, with, from where you understand where your attitude was then and where he has brought you somewhat s- seemingly as forcefully brought you to right. where you were. Oh, right. All yeah. right. So, I mean, from that contrast of your attitude in middle school and your progression and your maturity as a young man into a man now. You know, you can appreciate where you've come from, yes, right? Yes. You don't dwell in where you've come from, no. But you, but you can appreciate mm-hmm.
1: that that transfiguration, right? Right, right. Like, like like you said, you know, like I, I am that. I'm completely different, right? Like, I I actually talked to... Not perfect. Not perfect. But, but you
0: understand the purpose. Right. You understand right. what... You understand that from... As well as keeping on on this topic of contrast when you're in Honduras, you understand that the blessings you've had as an American and the materialistic things that you have... That you have... Right. And seeing that, how people in Honduras can be so thankful and so gracious with what exactly. they mm-hmm. along with what they don't have relative to what you know you're right. used to in America. Mm-hmm. That in that contrast in and of itself is
1: a lesson, right? Right, always. And it's changed my... I went from wearing Hollister and uh, American Eagle and Abercrombie, if some of y'all know what that is, you know, growing up, uh, to... I just told my mom, yeah, hey, let's yeah. go, let's go to Target, In you her, know? And early 90s. Early country. 90s, yeah. you know? Feeling good about yourself. Yeah, feeling good about yourself. Oh. But, <laughs> but, yeah. But you kind of had a version. You brought it up, and, and most definitely, I feel like this, that's how I felt. So, so uh, I don't know if you have it up. You yeah, know? I got
0: it right here. So, it's a... Uh, and this is a... Uh, some, a verse that has very uh, has definitely been a part of who I am, and we'll get to this the next episode in terms of um, my testimony. But the verse is Second uh, Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen. You know, very specifically, and emphasizing on the verse seventeen. But it's Second Corinthians chapter five verses seventeen through twenty, and uh, it starts off. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come all this is from god who through christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation now we just want to pause there mm-hmm. and kind of highlight verse 18 all this is from god so a, a new creation so therefore it if anyone is in christ he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come and all this going into verse 18 all this the new so all of the new all this is from god the new is from god through christ reconciled us unto himself so with that, um, Christian, I know you got it pulled up right mm-hmm. here. Um, let's go ahead and just in, in, a, in a in a in a contemporary um, definition, read us the definition of reconciliation or being or, or what reconciled mm-hmm.
1: means. Uh, it's the well. There's two definitions. The first one is the restoration of friendly friendly relations. The second one is the action of making one view or belief compatible with another.
0: Okay, so 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 it's like um, holding two things. Um, two things within the same measure, right? right? So right. I, I work in manufacturing. Um, big, big excitement there, right? So we always use this t- term reconciliation, right? Mm-hmm. We got we have to reconcile something. So if we use something, we have to understand what we've used, what we've used, and what's remaining has to reflect the difference of what we've used. So it, so mm-hmm. it's two systems that are that are married and that are. That are in harmony with each right. other, right? So that's what I think of when I hear "reconciled." and said all of this, all the new is from God. The new is from God who through Christ reconciled us, who has brought into harmony with him unto himself and gave us a ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Right? So right. to bring others into harmony with him. Right. So that's very powerful, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when you hear reconciliation, you just kind of breeze over that word, but to really understand the root and the and how deep that means and what that means, and to reconcile ourselves or to reconcile someone else with Christ the creator of of the universe who has in him in in of himself right. made us new in a new creation, has recreated us right mm-hmm. and to bring someone into harmony with that is just. I mean kind of the Psalms 96 verse 3, right? Right. I mean and that that is our mission verse and that is essentially what we're what we're trying to do here and um I'll just kind of reemphasize that as we are going over a little bit right here but just you know I I really appreciate the testimony, man, and the rawness of that because I mean it's so it's so it's so we can relate to that so well in terms of being bullied I mean, any stage of our lives i mean with it, whether it's in the workplace and you just feel like you stick out as a th- sore thumb or mm-hmm. if you're in middle school and even not even necessarily as the centerpiece of yourself this within this testimony, if there's any parents out there listening to hear the steadfastness of christian's parents
1: yeah
0: when Christian had such a negative attitude towards god i mean you can you can praise his parents mm-hmm. and the relationship that his parents had with God right it kind of pulled Christian through that. And now look at you now, right? Exactly. You know, but so mm-hmm. praise God for that, right? For and sure. so Psalms ninety six verse three, declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous works among all the peoples, and the reconciliation and and of the new cre- and being created of new by the Creator of Earth, who knows you, right? Who knows every hair on your head, mm-hmm. who wants to know you intimately, right? And the thing is, um, I had an old. Um My old pastor down in statesboro he 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 get, he always uses this metaphor with the relationship of God, and you always hear of God the Father right mm-hmm. so imagine having a kid me and christian christians engaged i'm yeah. recently newly married we don't have kids, but if I were to have a kid and just kind of understand this as God as a father and I have a kid, and I'm trying to teach my kid how to walk right. Mm-hmm. And walk towards me and pursue me. Right. I sit him down across the room. Mm-hmm. I go back across the room and sit on the couch. And he's just learning to walk. And I say, you know, come here, son. Come here. Right. And he starts walking towards me and he falls. Right? Mm-hmm. Do I scold him or do I go over to him, pick him up, go sit back down on the couch and say, continue to pursue me. Right. Walk towards me. You know mm-hmm. that's the relationship that God has with us. Right. And uh so if you're going through anything and and if you're struggling with anything and if you feel as though you're unworthy or you know, whatever it may be, you know, and even if it's unrelated to any anything that we talked about, you know, right. like we said in the previous episode, we have an email address. It's two sinners and the book mm-hmm. at gmail.com. You yeah. can also find us on Facebook if you just search two sinners in the book, and that's the number two, not spelled right. out T-W-O, that's two sinners in the book. You can find us on Facebook or you can email us at two sinners in the book. At, gmail.com. at gmail dot com and just yeah. just if you need prayer requests, just you know just shoot us a quick email, just say, "My name is John or my name is Jane, mm-hmm. and just please pray for me. Right. You don't have to give us details, you don't have to give us anything, and we would love to pray for you. Um. So, Christian, man, dude, I definitely appreciate the the testimony. I definitely appreciate the uh, the honestness and the, and the rawness of that. Yeah. Um. Next week, I will be giving my testimony.
1: Um, yeah. Be lo- looking out for that. Yeah, yeah. That. It
0: should be. It should be coming out Sunday. Um. And um, you know, hopefully, I can give one just as good as you, and and, <laughs> and the flow of it come because uh, you know i'm i'm very i've never given my testimony in in a sense to where it's like you know i've really tried to help some people but you know i i feel like it's time you know i yeah. feel like i'm in a stage of my life where you know i can't give that and i'm, I'm not ashamed of it but uh mm-hmm. i definitely appreciate man and dude i love yeah, you and i, I appreciate you too, man, you, man and you, uh dude so um do you mind ending us in prayer
1: yes please all right dear Heavenly father thank you so much for this amazing time in the Word. Thank you so much for my brother Alex here, God. Thank you for all the listeners who take your time out to hear my testimony, Father. I pray that you will just work in somebody's heart. Allow my testimony to touch somebody and allow their hearts to be softened. Allow them to find that joy and that peace and that care and that love that only comes from you, Father. Allow them to be in your presence and to pursue you and to know that you haven't forsaken them to know that you are the loving god that you are and that no matter what father that you will provide for us all things we need regardless of the circumstances we are in father i pray god thank you so much for this time that we have here to speak to one another and to the ones listening father i pray for the ones listening if they're going through anything lord be with them and allow them to feel free to reach out to us or to anybody in their community. But more importantly, allow them to reach out to you, Father, and to pray to you and to love on you and allow you to be there for them, Father. And I pray this all in your son's holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again,
0: Christian. We love you. Um, this is Two Sinners in the Book. I'm Alex.
1: I'm Christian, guys. Thank you all so much for listening.
0: Thank you so much. And like we said, reach out, Facebook, Two Centers in the Book, or shoot us an email if you need prayer. Love y'all.
1: Love y'all.